0: I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Welcome to another episode of Going Out with Jake Cornell. I am Jake Cornell, and with me as always is my friend and producer, Katie Brown. Hello.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. I need to jump off right away by apologizing to the listener. I feel like last week's intro, I was truly dead asleep.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I was so tired. <laughs> You're like not even denying it. You're like, yeah, it was bad. Nate no, texted me w- and was like, you were so tired in that. And I was like, yeah, it was really bad.
1: Well, you, to be fair, had just finished a
0: show <laughs> Yeah, I definitely signed up for thinking I was like oh I'll be totally fine and then I literally the second we started recording I was like this is a mistake um
1: but I didn't think it was is, obvious I didn't think it was obvious
0: to the listener okay well I want to apologize to the listener I want I know I want them to know that that's not the standard of quality I <laughs> expected <of> myself <laughs> and of this show and I'm doing this pre-show today and I feel energized and I feel good
1: I'm so glad to hear it how are you though how's everything
0: going Things are going well. It's like the festival's almost over. There's only four more days, which is like insane. And then I'm going to London for a few days, Brighton and London for a few days, and then I'm back next weekend.
1: Fun. Is Nate going to join you for any of that part?
0: No, he's still working on the movie, so right. he can't like take time off.
1: Who are you going to go to London with?
0: Um, I'm seeing, I'm um, meeting up with Michelle Collins, I think, on f- next Friday. And what we're going to go out to dinner and have a fun night. She's so funny. Um, and I'm and maybe a friend I made here we might hang out the other day. I'm in London, and then I'm just going to see all my Brighton friends the two days before that.
1: I love that's so fun.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really nice. I'm really excited. Um, I think okay, here's my thing. Once I so I'm going to get back to I'm going to get back to New York September third, and I feel like I have to at that point do sober September until October. I think <laughs> I drink. It's been so insane here. Like I think I have to do it.
1: Is it like just. Like, because it doesn't feel like there's a difference between the weekdays and the weekends. Is that part of it?
0: It's truly Groundhog's Day. Like, it's Groundhog's <laughs> Day. Like, I wake up, I do whatever I do in the morning, which usually involves going to Kate's, Obby, yes. and then sometimes going to the gym, sometimes not, more recently not. And then and then I go to the show, and then after the show, it's just, like, beers and comedy shows and, like, hanging out until, like, like an early night here is 2 a.m. Like, me being like, I'm going to go home and go to bed early is 2 a.m every day uh,
1: that sounds like heaven
0: <laughs> no it's so fun I'm having so much fun but I'm just like if I were to go do like get like blood work done right now I feel like a doctor would be like go to the hospital like absolutely go to the hospital like it's just like ridiculous
1: yeah I, I think I think a sober September might be in order I think that's good
0: yeah and I'm, I'm saying it here to kind of lock it in to be like all right I'm doing you know hold yourself I mean? accountable yeah, I'll still go out because this is the thing because I was thinking about it on the walk because I was just out with my friends and I walked back here to do the to record and I was like, I was like, oh, but I'm gonna want to go out and see everyone. I'm like, oh yeah, like we, this is a reminder like you don't have to drink to go out, so I'm just gonna go out <laughs> when I'm in New York and yeah. see all my friends and see all my people. But I'm not drinking till October, September third mean, until October first. We're not drinking or September yeah September third until October first. We're not drinking. We love. Yeah, And I'm saying it here,
1: that's not my plan at all for September, but we love that for y- for you.
0: Yeah, I am going to a wedding on the 11th, so uh, we'll mm, see.
1: Maybe, maybe take a break for that day. We know how you feel about weddings.
0: No, but this is going to be a good wedding. It's my friend and it's in New York. The best kind of wedding where you don't have to leave your city.
1: Oh, that's the best.
0: I know. Shout out to my friend Sabrina. I'm very excited for her wedding.
1: Congrats, Sabrina.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> loving your little strawberry shirt. Very cute. How are you? What's happening?
1: I'm good. I was just t- telling uh, Joanna this morning that um, my current style aesthetic is the clothes I would have loved to have worn as a preschooler but now can wear as an adult which we love Um, I'm doing well though I had like a pretty chill weekend did a lot of kind of like Last days of summer. Not that like summer is really over as soon as September starts, but just kind of like feels different, you know?
0: Well, no, it's like where it's the 12 years of schooling, like really great. Exactly. Like August is the end of summer. It's like, but it's so freeing to remind yourself. It's like, wait, I'm an adult. I literally could do whatever I want.
1: Yeah, literally. It's like also summer doesn't feel different as an adult if you have like a full time job, Um, which is really, which is really fun. Um, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Keith.
0: Just like the depression creeping in. I'm yeah, like, you yeah, still have to work every single day.
1: It's fine. Um, anyway, but it was good. My, my friend's a member of a community garden in the Lower East Side, so I spent um, a day there. And uh, she was saying that she's going to be throwing... I, I guess a lot of people have their weddings there, which is because it's really, really pretty. It's on 6 between B and C, and it's just like... Oh, I know
0: exactly where you're talking about. That garden is so pretty. It's
1: so pretty. So a lot of... You go there too? I
0: lived across the street
1: from there for six years. Oh, no way. Keith goes there too. Um, but my friend's having like a little tea party there on Sunday for her like late birthday. It's going to be really fun. I I was like, this feels like the least, like, I felt like it was like a little bit of an escape from the city because I was like, oh, I'm surrounded by green. It's quiet. Wait, speaking
0: of birthdays, Marsha and I just booked what we're doing for our joint birthday and I need you to, you, have, you guys have to set aside the day, FYI.
1: Wait, 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 what is it? And when
0: Um, we rented out, we rented out a movie theater and we're doing a daytime screening of my big fat Greek wedding. Yes.
1: That's so fun.
0: Yeah. Do you guys have the same birthday? We have the same birthday week. So we did a joint birthday last year and I I feel like we talked about this on episode before, but like the joint birthday party to me is just the ultimate joy because it takes all the pressure off of you, but you still get to have a birthday party.
1: I always do a joint birthday party with my friend Anna because she's her birthday is a week before
0: mine. Exactly. It's yeah, Marsh's is like I think five or six days before mine. It's literally perfect. Wait,
1: what's your sign again? Scorpio. Da. Oh da da da
0: da 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 da. da. Yeah, Marsh is in October Scorpio. I'm in November Scorpio. Dangerous. Very dangerous.
1: <laughs> wait. Very very. Wait. What's the difference between October and November Scorpios like in terms of personality?
0: I don't fully know. I think it's supposed to be. I don't know, based on the setup of what I just said, I don't know how to answer this question without sounding like I'm shit talking Marsha.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> but it's like, I think it's supposed to be that, like, it's
1: just going to be like really specific to you and Marsha. And you're going to be like, well, I'm actually like, like a like really you're better a person. a
0: roommate when you're abroad in a different country. <laughs> I feel like what it always is with astrology is I feel like it's always, because you know how it's like, it's always like the end of a month is like, there's like five or six days of the month. And that are like, like most of Scorpio is November, but then there's like five days of October. Right. And it's it's out for like every sign. I always feel like whatever the day, the, 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 the people who are like the shorter number of days, like the smaller part of the season, they always get the bad rap. Like the earlier part. It's you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I'm a September Libra, and I definitely feel that I feel like everyone is like the October Libras are where it's at. September Libras are like the really indecisive ones. We hate that.
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think it's I think I think the idea is that it's because like you're not as like firmly in your own sign, you're still kind of like radiating over from the previous signs. You don't know who you really
1: are yet. Yeah, you're sort
0: of wishy-washy, you're (laughs) fake.
1: You're fake. (laughs) If you're born in late in the month,
0: you're a fake bitch
1: <laughs> that's just facts.
0: um yeah that's all i mean it's like <laughs> astrology is a tool for introspection and also a tool for insulting people and those are the main two things you can do with it
1: i know especially when like <laughs> especially when those like accounts on instagram or twitter or whatever like distill it down and in, in, into like these really short snippets it's always like some signs it's, you can tell whoever made it like really hates certain signs and really likes certain signs and libra always just gets like you're a boring bitch <laughs> it's always like
0: you are so fucking boring you don't have a personality yeah it's always like it is like a big thing okay so the like, thing out here has been like sorry i don't know why that's just reminding me of it, but like a big part of fringe is like the reviews like the like all these critics come and like write reviews on all the shows oh wow. and it's like so wild because it's like obviously it's like an important like it's like a big mechanism by which like the festival functions I guess because then like that's how like people know what shows to go to and da, 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 da. but it's like <laughs> you read the reviews and it's like I see a lot of their shows like I've seen a lot of shows out here and like mm-hmm. and you'll see the reviews and it's like every once in a while like someone like this I don't want to name her because it, it was brutal but like <laughs> this woman I know out here she got like this scathing review and I saw her show and I was like I was like, that is not warranted. Like, I don't understand. And I like read the review and I said to her, I was like, there's a a, a 100% chance that you look like someone who broke his heart like you just look like a girl who broke his heart like that is that is what this is like there's no fucking way like there's no fucking way it's like i like and i just think that's like so true (laughs) of like anything like like astrology readings like criticism it's always like i'm always like this reads personal like i just think they're so rarely objective yeah
1: like whoever wrote this like absolutely hates scorpios because a scorpio like fucked them over or whatever it is
0: absolutely
1: I mean who among us hasn't had a Scorpio I mean it's like
0: comedians do it too it's like everything it's like do you know like the things I make fun of are like the people that make me mad like that's like what we do a hundred percent I'm not yeah people it's it's really wild
1: but you identify with yours right like you identify with being a Scorpio
0: yeah. I mean, I mostly, I don't, I'm, I subscribe to the Chani app and so I really sort of, or Chani, I sort of like really do ascribe more to rising sign astrology, more so than sun sign astrology. Oh, okay. What's so your I rising? do, so I more resonate with my Capricorn rising than I do my Scorpio sun, but mm. I do, enjoy. I do think there are a lot, I think, you know, Scorpio sun is still part of my chart, but I do, my Capricorn rising is really where I see myself okay. connected. I see that. To my readings.
1: Penny Lane is a Scorpio. Um, and she to me is like ultimate Scorpio. She's so evil, like on the inside.
0: Deep, okay, deep dragging down. Scorpios. Okay, yeah. Christ.
1: I mean, isn't that like the one thing that is this, the, the, the the Scorpio thing is it's like they're like evil, but like in a fun way.
0: Well, it's always like <laughs> I I made a video about it once because it's like it's a, it's almost like borderline sexual harassment where people be like, oh, you're a Scorpio, you like to fuck, and you're weird, and you're nice. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like we're in a Starbucks, please stop. Like it's so. <laughs> it's so crazy like people <laughs> with astrology people love to be like it, like will it, just make like wild comments about like your sex life in a way that's like Jesus Christ like we've never met <laughs>
1: I feel like we do have like a fetishization of like Scorpio specifically
0: yeah absolutely it's so <laughs> wild I think it's really inappropriate I don't like it
1: yeah I'm so sorry that I did that to you <laughs> <laughs> Do you have fun plans for the weekend?
0: <laughs> this is like the final weekend of the festival. And so I think it'll just be a lot of like partying, honestly, which has been the whole fucking festival. <laughs> it's Because it's like on the last week, all these new people come into town like that are from like new, uh, from new York and LA. And so it's like new people to talk to, which is like great. And I'm excited to see them. And if you're listening to this, like I'm not, not happy that you're here, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> But it is sort of like last night we were out and I was like, oh, like I don't have anything left in the tank for like small talk. Like for three weeks now, I've been hanging out with the people who have been out here and now it's like there's new people and I can't like, I'm like, I have nothing left in the tank for small talk. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's kind of like, I think of it like, do you watch Bachelor in Paradise?
0: I have watched Bachelor in Paradise. It's
1: like you watch Bachelor in Paradise then the people that start at the beginning, like you're really connected with them, right? Like, and then- like a few episodes in, they bring in this new person, and it's like I don't really have the energy or like the like mental space like to when care they bring about you this watch woman. Love
0: Island? Yes, like
1: it's when like when, in, they bring when people
0: in, on Love Island, and you're like, this isn't really for me.
1: Someone new en- enters the villa, and you're just like, okay, whatever.
0: Yeah, except the one season of Love Island I did watch, I did really like when they brought in Georgia because she brought me a lot of joy.
1: I only have watched like sporadic episodes because it really, to me, sounds like they're speaking a different language, and I can't understand what they're saying.
0: Oh, uh, sure, Love Island. You want some of the Scottish accents here, I'm like, damn. Like, I actually didn't understand a single word you said. And I, like, don't really struggle with British accents at all. And, like, truly any of the regions. Like, Scouse, Mank. Like, Scouse? You, you like, can understand. I can understand Scouse. Oh,
1: my God. I, I had don't
0: really a guy... struggle with the British accents. It's, but, like, there was, like, a Scottish guy. There was one day where I had him repeat something three times. And then on the <laughs> third one, I was like, and I don't. Marsh and I did this. Oh, my God. Martian, go like, uh-huh. and I did this press thing for the show that was like at this whiskey bar and we were getting interviewed by this guy and it was on camera and I was like, I really hope they don't post this video because it was just like me (laughs) constantly like being like, I don't know what this man just asked me. Like, and having to ask him to repeat things like over and over again, I felt so (laughs) bad.
1: Oh my God. When I was in London um, in college, I was at a bar with a couple of my friends and this guy with like the thickest scouse accent I've ever heard came up to us and was trying to flirt with me. And I literally was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't speak German. Like, I have no idea what you're saying. And he was like, no, I'm speaking English. And That's I was literally so like, I'm so sorry. Like whatever you're trying to say, like whatever this pickup line is, like it sounds like a different language. I'm so sorry. Like we can't <laughs> chat, like we can't do it. That
0: is so funny.
1: <laughs> I think that at least, wait, for me, like, if I can't understand someone, like, I'm pretty, like, I'm I'm just gonna be, like, okay, I, I don't understand what you're saying. There are people, <laughs> my mother is one of them, who has a disease where, like, if someone speaks to her in an accent, she, like, subconsciously speaks back to them in the same accent. Oh, yeah,
0: those people are brutal. It's
1: really, really awful. Like, traveling with my mother is, like, th- the most, like it's really embarrassing I'll I'll have to take her aside and be like you're being offensive you don't realize you're doing it but like someone's gonna get offended like you have
0: to stop yeah I feel like that's a habit I've broken here because I feel like I just very commonly would break out into Australian and British accents back home all the time and like I like your Australian accent thank you but I share the dressing room with an Australian woman and I like (laughs) I was like or nori like I can't like do it it's like rude
1: (laughs) that's fair She's so like, yeah, that's actually how I say out. the word no. So
0: shut yeah. the fuck up. She's like, okay, I guess that's like a po- point of joy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm now I'm doing the thing with doing Sober September where I think it's going to solve all my problems. And by October, I'm literally going to have a perfect life.
1: Yeah, that's how it works.
0: Yeah, it's going to solve everything. It's like you putting the spirulina in the juice in the morning. It's like what's going to save everything. Yeah, the,
1: it has to be the blue spirulina, though.
0: Yeah. If it's green, it's
1: just not, it doesn't hit the same. That's fair. <laughs> Wait, also, my friend who like absolutely hates all sparkling water, like she has this weird anti-sparkling water thing, I,
0: okay.
1: Gina, okay. Gina,
0: Tr- Gina's obsessed with tanking my show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Gina wants to see us suffer, um, <laughs> but she, she, um, and I did like a little picnic over the weekend and I brought a sanzo, and she's obsessed.
0: Sanzo, shout out to Sanzo. so nate nate was out of town this weekend so no one was at our apartment and nate got home to like 100 cans of (sighs) Sanzo at my apartment more more and it's like waiting for me when i get home which is going to be because as we've said in previous episodes i have been deprived of seltzer here yeah so i'm going to rip what flavor did she what was the flavor she got into calamansi absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. you're gonna like get
1: home and take a bath you're just gonna like pour them all the calamansi's <laughs> like into a tub and just like bathe in it you're like I missed I'm
0: so it. excited to rip through those sanzas <laughs> I'm so excited I love yeah. them so much
1: you're gonna do sober September but you're just gonna literally be like shaking cause all you've done done is had like cold brew and sanzo. you're gonna be
0: like so <laughs> so like sad I actually found okay wait so yesterday I found a good cold brew
1: in a can or not in a can
0: no in a brew lab this place it's like the place that people have been telling me to go but it's just like not near my flat but i went there yesterday with my friends chelsea and chris and i was like this is the closest i've come to a new york cold brew because the cold brew at starbucks here does not taste like the cold brew at the starbucks there and i'm not trying i'm not like a picky girl like i'm not like i'm telling you guys like i'm not picky like i would have taken the starbucks and been like "Fine," but i'm like this doesn't even taste like starbucks cold brew but the cold brew i got at this place is hit
1: I have to be honest with you. When I drink cold brew, I feel like I'm going to die.
0: That's what I'm chasing, Katie. That's what I'm (laughs) chasing. I want to feel over caffeinated. I, every single day I go, they like literally every single day I go to the coffee shops here. I'm like, can I get a, I have to get a fucking, once again, I have to get an ice latte with three fucking shots. And then they're like, and then I'll get another one. And they're like, wow, you're going to be flying. I'm like, babe, I'm barely feeling this. Oh my God. It's a miracle. I have not started doing coke. Like, I'm telling you, it's a miracle I have not started doing bumps in the morning to get my energy The coffee
1: doesn't hit unless you're, like, fully having a panic attack
0: (laughs) afterward. I want to be cusping on a panic attack, and that's what this cold brew yesterday did. And I think I might go get one right after this.
1: Oh, my God. That sounds, like, terrible to me, but I think that...
0: It'll energize me to fire for the show.
1: (laughs) If that's what you need to do, go be free.
0: That's what I need to do. Um, Okay. (laughs) I think we should get into this episode. It's a very good one. Um, I met this comedian at the Stan Green Room during <laughs> JFL auditions, which is one of the worst places in the world. But um, we became friends in spite of that. And this episode was so fun to record. Um, such a unique perspective. You may know her. I'm not even gonna say it. You probably, you should know her from her standup because she's so talented and so fucking funny and so great. Um, this was such a joy to record. Please enjoy me going out. With Hannah Burner. also, well, I just came you know, like at 11 to so like, I can't even, like, do anything. Like, it's like, you no. can't like, go meet a friend for drinks yeah. or anything. Because like, you then you're make, tired
2: by 11. Yeah, you I did that like, last oh. night. I, I had like a speaking thing and then I did dinner and I like ate and then I was like, oh. And then I went to do a gig at 11. I was know. bad. Also, the worst thing that happens is like, I'm happy I'm getting spots, obviously, but like at the stand on the weekends, they'll give me like a seven, a nine. An eleven and a one.
0: The and one like, is tough, but
2: also like the two. I, I, the socializing in between is exhausting. I want to like be on stage, so I'm like sitting there, just like I'm like this group is sick of talking to me, that group's sick of talking to me.
0: I know that was when that time that we met briefly at the stand. I had that was my first time there. I'd mostly do stuff in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and I was like, it reminded me because I used to do UCB way back in the day, yeah. and that the energy of the stand green room was like so <laughs> intense, and also like. Trigger, triggering to my, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and like triggering to my like UCB green room memories. And I was But like, you know what?
2: That wasn't normal stand green room energy. That was like audition. Pretty, I know. I
0: hate, I like the second I got there, I was like, I don't want to do this. I hated the energy of the
2: It, th- it was like,
0: yeah. Were you auditioning? auditioning?
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I had been up earlier in the lineup. My first audition, I was I did Gotham and I was the first one up. And I'm like, this is either going to go incredible or horrible. But um I was just like sitting in the back with like a friend. And then everyone was like, oh, like, like, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. I know it's, it's normally like- actually like, people smoking weed down there and playing music. And I like hang out upstairs where it's it's kind of like more social.
0: Yeah, I couldn't handle I was like. Just the energy of, like, nervous stand-up comedians is, like, the oh my worst God. thing in the world. Oh, it is
2: horrible. Everyone's, this one guy was like, is it bad that I haven't enjoyed stand-up in three weeks? And we were like, no, that's normal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's also, like, it's funny because, like, the, I feel like the, the Brooklyn comics, I feel like at a Brooklyn stand-up show, everyone's, like, everyone's kind of like, just like a little bit more chill. And if like the Manhattan standups, cause they're I feel like they're the ones that are like really hitting the pavement are like, uh, I think about dying every day. Like they're just like truly miserable.
2: I joke cause when I go to comedy in Brooklyn, I'm like, oh, I have to think of like an ethereal joke. Like I have to think of like a, like a smarter joke. And then I'm like, I'm fucking from Brooklyn. Why am I trying to fit in with these people who move from other places into Brooklyn? I'm like, I am Brooklyn bitches. Anyway. So have
0: you, have you lived in New York your whole life? So, did you ever leave? I was
2: born in the Bronx and then after a year we moved to Brooklyn to move into where my dad grew up in Park Slope. And then when I was 14, I moved to Florida to go to a tennis academy cuz I was like one of those like intense tennis okay. players. Um, and then I got a scholarship to play tennis at University of Wisconsin. Whoa. And then when you're playing tennis tournaments, you kind of travel to all these like random ass places. It is kind of similar to stand up <laughs> where on the weekends you're just like, well, how'd I end up in Idaho? Gigging. Yeah. So I, but then after college I was like, I need to go back to New York. I'm very like a, one of those New Yorkers We're like, there's no place better than New York. <laughs> but I do love going I've, in my stand-up travels, i would learned that every city has, like, at least one block yeah. that's lit. Like, one block that's, like, There's, cool, good restaurants, a thrift store. It's just about finding it. Yeah. So, every place I've enjoyed, I'm but I am I really love the people in New York City.
0: Yeah. So, are you a going-outer? This is a show about going out, so I'm curious.
2: So, I have the worst party anxiety ever. Really? Like, I'm so bad at po- partying. And has that always been true? Um. Yes. Classically. A classic story is I went to go to University of Wisconsin on like a a trip um, where the athletes kind of show like take you out to make you want to go to the school. It's like oh, a recruiting trip. Word, word, word. And I literally called my mom and I was like, "Is it okay if I drink a beer?" She's <laughs> like, "Don't tell me this. Like, you don't have to ask me." And I'm like, "Do I really need to go out later?" Like, I would call my mom, be like, "Do I have to go to this party?" And I didn't know why. I thought it was just because like.
0: Was she a really strict parent growing up? Like, was it, no? Okay. (laughs) It was,
2: no. My mom at one point was like, please, like, do ayahuasca. Like, do something. And I think it's because I was just, like, a a hardcore athlete. And, like, I never drank. I never smoked. And I feel like New York, growing up in New York City, the people who are partying are, like, doing acid. Like, it's not, like, a casual thing. Like, there were, like, the druggies when I was 15. And, like, they scared me. And, like, yeah, we... My friend smoked weed. I was always like, I'd smoke weed and I'd cry. Like I was super paranoid. I would try it once every like two years and have like the worst experience. (laughs) And then I didn't drink until college. But
0: Is Wisconsin a party school?
2: Huge party school. It's very like sports, rah-rah party. And it's also fucking freezing. So you need a liquid (laughs) layer. You need a liquid layer. And I'm actually quite good at, like, a one-night celebration party. Like, I'll be out till 3 a.m. with everyone. I go hard. But I'm not naturally a good casual drinker. Like, if we go out to eat... I'm not like, let's get a couple glasses of wine. Like, I'll be that friend that's like, oh, I'm actually good. And everyone's like, really? But from my stand-up, I think people think I love partying. I also was on a party reality TV show. Totally. So after shows, people are like, let's do cocaine. And I'm like, I'm a grandma. Like, I'm actually a grandma. (laughs) And I think it's social anxiety, just like parties. I never loved, like, drinking or smoking. So I would be like, okay, I have to, like, make everyone think I'm funny. That's a lot of pressure.
0: yeah. It's so interesting that you aren't into those things and yet you were drawn to stand-up comedy and a reality show in which, like...
2: Dude, it's crazy. Those two environments but are I,
0: so party-adjacent.
2: It's actually just, like, I love entertaining. Yeah. And I love writing and I love performing. But we were talking earlier, I don't I don't like the late-night spots. I don't drink when I'm... I really take it as, like, a real job yeah. to me. Um, occasionally, <laughs> when I was shooting a reality TV show, I wish that they had like, you know, ESPN, they have like stats underneath players. Yeah. I wish they had the stats for how many drinks we were in like when we were fighting because <laughs> other people would be like 20 drinks in and I'd be like four drinks in and be like, I'm fucked up. <laughs> but I, th- I don't want to like, um, take credit if it's not due, but I kind of feel like Summerhouse made they definitely made rosé popular in the beginning but then when i came there i feel like we started the espresso martini trend because we would be drinking all day fighting all day and then we'd have to go to a restaurant at like 9 30 and start new fights and have new conversations (laughs) so we were like we have to order espresso martinis because they get you drunk they get you hyper and you will shut yourself at the end of the night but it's very (laughs) freeing for me so like i would just i love espresso martinis they don't taste like alcohol um And you just get, like, hyped the fuck up. So that was, like, performative for me to get espresso martinis. I'd have, like, five of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are, like, when you have, like, a long day, they are sort of, like, a necessity. They have, like, a, they're, like, a medical tool at that point. But
2: I was that weird kid that was, like, I don't really like how alcohol tastes. Sure. And I was very, like paranoid that it would affect my tennis career so but i like love hanging out with people who smoke weed
0: yeah if you're so, well it's so it's it's soothing
2: it's so, their energy soothes me sooth, soothes, soothes me, me. Um, as you can tell people think i'm high all the time cuz <laughs> i don't make sense and i i love eating and giggling yeah so i'm kind of like, normally high
0: i can't smoke weed in social situations like i'm a, at home alone like before bed type of person yes. that's like really my only space for weed and the beach but like <laughs> You go, <laughs> the beach, one of my favorite, one time I was at the beach with my friends and we were playing with a frisbee in the water and I turned like literally on top of the world to my friend and I was like, why is this the most fun I've ever had? And my friend Caroline <laughs> looks at me like everything fades away and she looks at me and she goes, you're drunk and high. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, and I- it's funny because a lot of people, like, even last night I was with my friends and I didn't, drink cause I had a spot later and I was being like goofy as fuck and they all stop and they're like the funniest thing is you're the sober one right now. Yeah. But I'm just known to be like when I'm sober I seem like I'm drunk and high. Yeah. And I've had just like bad weed situations like hanging out with groups of people I don't know that well I'm getting high. That's no I won't smart, do
0: it. I can't do that. Or
2: like like smoking when I know my boyfriend doesn't want me to smoke. Like, I'm, it's just, and then being, um, looking in the mirror and you're like, is my face oval or round? I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm that, and I'll ruin the party. Yeah, so I, I also am kind of a control freak. Yeah. And I don't like losing control of my mind. And I, I try to like learn how to love, be happy, being sober, like loving who I am sober, which is a journey. And also like being okay with my, my the conversations in my head when I'm sober, which is a life's journey. I
0: know. I'm on a sim I honestly am on a similar journey and I haven't ever like vocalized that out loud, but that experience of like being like Wanting to show up in social situations in the same way you can when you're like a little buzzed, but doing yeah. it dead sober. Well, like,
2: I think that when I'm buzzed, I like actually lose my wit. You lose it? Yeah. Like I'm just like shaking my ass. And I'm like, yeah. And I'll say something stupid. So I kind of am more like scared to be drunk in front of people.
0: Totally. If I'm with people I'm close with, like my friends, and oh, stuff, yeah. I'm on I'm on my A game when I'm sober. <laughs> yeah. I think if I'm in like a new situation, if I'm like at a part, like if I'm at a party where like I don't know any, if I don't know. People people that well, or it's like a lot of acquaintances, Yeah, I feel like I'm like, let me get a little buzz and I'll be like really on it. But yeah. I also like, I doubt that's actually true.
2: Yeah. It's probably in your own head. I'm kind of like good at first dates. I'm good at like interviews. Oh, I, I can like turn it on like that, but then I am exhausted after cause it's like effort and social yeah. battery.
0: With all of this, I'm just like so interested in like, how did you handle energetically <laughs> being on a reality show like Party House? like um, Or some Party House. I'm actually house.
2: like- A sensitive soul like I'm very outgoing and stuff but my first two seasons were actually like the dream situation of reality TV show they kind of cast me as like the funny truth teller I had like a really fun like romantic story in the second season and then third season they locked us up with COVID and like my career started to do well and that's like when things just kind of weren't good in my last season yeah because basically like People, like reality TV scary when they turn, like when they're like, okay, your your storyline has been too like positive. Yeah. And then, like, you kind of don't have control of what they want other like, basically, other people will imagine people that don't like you narrating your life to other people. <laughs> so, and then you're just like, and then you're silenced, and then you're just watching like them fill in the gaps, and you're like, oh, <laughs> even if like you're. You feel like you did fine if other people don't like you, like you're fucked. Yeah. But it did teach me a that um I like tried it out and yeah. it, it gave me a great platform and if I had a little more control over like <laughs> posts, <laughs> yeah. I could see myself doing it more. Yeah. But it also like really taught me like the biggest lesson cuz as like someone who is a performer, we want to be liked. I even it was great to have like um, people not like you based on, like, something that's not even you because that's my biggest, scariest fear. And the universe was like, let's level up. Yeah. And it was fucking hard. I mean, there's a
0: relief when something you're really afraid of happens because now you can't be afraid of it happening. You're so right. It's I f- like, there's a relief to that.
2: Well, everyone kept being like, this happened for a reason. This is a blessing. You weren't meant to do it anymore. But then you're waiting around, like, in very, um like, um actor performance way where we're like, okay, well, where's my next TV show? Yeah. Like, why did this happen? Yeah. But I've recently come to a conclusion like, yeah, that stuff comes and goes. It's more like internally I grew. I just didn't know that because I was sad for a while. Well, of
0: course. It's it's hard to like instantly the moment something like that happens being like, this will be good. It's growing. like you're allowed to mourn it for a second. Yeah. And, and people process. are like,
2: oh my God. Like, because also I was having this whole comedy career that they weren't showing behind the scenes. That was like my passion. Um, I'm sure that
0: and that makes so much sense because that's you're you're the editor on that and the writer on that and like yeah. you in control of, You're in control of the narrative. You're in control of the optics of it I
2: actually I think I was good at reality TV because I I wanted to show all sides of me I wanted to show my mistakes. I was very like open about it but then like things can get twisted and turned and just like dark where stand-up I'm able to be like fully myself and I'm totally fine with being judged when I feel like at least I was Myself, Because people see you through their own lens. The hard thing with reality TV is see, people see you through their own lens plus the lens of this, like, simplified storyline that you fit in as a character. And I love showing that, like, women especially are multifaceted beings. Like, you yeah. can be hot while also being, like, depressed while also being a boss while also being insecure. Yep. And reality TV is not, like, the greatest place for my voice to be heard.
0: No, absolutely not. But, like,
2: I'll take the followers. I
0: mean, it's so... <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, it's so true. It's like failing is so much easier to take when it's 100% on you, which doesn't yeah. actually make sense to, like when, I first, when I think you first say But it's like if I know, like if I go out on stage and I like do stand up. <sighs> that was and powerful I bomb, what you just said. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like if I go out on stage and I wrote it and I bomb, I'm like, okay, it didn't work and now I can change it. And like I tried also, something. Also, it's
2: an expression of art. Yes. I'm so much easier on myself with stand up because I'm like – I'm so proud of you that you tried that joke and we
0: weren't. But like when you have to like do something for like a, if you're like working with a brand, like whatever it is where you're like, or you're like working with a casting director or you're like, uh, like when something doesn't work and you're like, this isn't because (laughs) of what I did. It's because of like the notes that were put on it or like the way it was edited or the way that like whatever happened, like, and this isn't me like saying it wasn't my fault, but it's like when you can tell like this It wasn't totally because of what I did. No, and the
2: control freak in me is like, no, 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 no. I've done everything to avoid this. I was talking to my therapist about it, about like how forgiveness is really powerful. Like forgiving, not taking things as personally. Because I also, I'm like, I'm a very loyal friend. And when I'm like, oh, you're trying to ruin my life. I'm like, "I I can't. Ever be near you anymore. Yeah. And reality TV is a lot of like, you just have to move on when the storyline's over. Like, new storyline, we're and fine, we're you, fine. <laughs> and,
0: and is it so? I can't,
2: like, <laughs> when I'm like, whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. Um,
0: but and where is the lot? Like, how do you know, like, what is real and what's not?
2: Like, well, we live in a meta reality of like, someone will, okay, this is how I'll explain reality TV. I'll come up to you and I'll be like, mm, people kind of think that you've been kind of mean lately and you'll be like oh god now this is a story they're making and you'll be like okay and then afterwards i'll be like sorry the producer made me ask you that then in your head you're like okay was it the producer or was it you and you don't know so you guys are playing this game of like oh it's for the show but then you're also like well fuck you bitch and then and then when it's convenient people will be like we're not your friend and then you're like oh whoa, whoa so we're actually in a fight like i'm just so confused right now so it's like the most mind games ever and to be honest i was like the, like, f- girl who, like, was friends with everyone and, like, played tennis on the weekends. I never was good at the snaky shit. I never was good at, like, the, like, you know, confusing friend drama. I yeah. was very, like, scared of confrontation. And, like, I wanted to do the show to entertain people, make people laugh. And then when it that kind of expired for me, I was like, okay, this isn't for me
0: anymore. Yeah. And you're, like, and it, it, like you're fucking funny. Like, I've seen you perform. Oh, I've you. seen your stand-up. I enjoy it. It's, like, you don't need to be, like... I don't need to see you fighting with someone. Well, that's the thing.
2: That's not my best. Like, when I fight with someone, I start crying. I say stupid shit. Like, I'm not meant to do that. Um,
0: Well, it makes sense because it's like so much- It's not where I shine. No, because so much about like, especially if you're someone who's like, you're not getting fucked up and also you're- being a good comedian is being like a good communicator and like yes. fights are a result of like bad communication. And yes. so it's like, it's not, it's upsetting when you're like, I'm not being understood. I'm not being heard. I'm not being given the opportunities to uh, communicate. Well, in the as I'm comics, we
2: just want to be heard. Well, and, yeah. and also it's, yeah, it's an expression of um yourself and being like really honest. And I just realized that like m- seeing me fight and stuff is really fun and, and it is like true and raw, but seeing my... St- they don't want people who are self-aware. They want to edit so people laugh at you. So if you're like, they like don't show any of the like me and my friend just being funny together. Right. Because people don't, people watch it to like kind of laugh at you and feel better about themselves, which is honestly totally fine with me. I love being laughed at too. But you're like, oh, this is really not the best way that I'm like giving to people. Like I'm actually way more valuable being authentically myself than like the totally like, saturated version of myself that's been oversimplified and, like, um, more extreme.
0: Yeah. So, I'm just... Uh, I Now I have, like, a million questions. But it's, like... <laughs> but, like, kind of tying it into... I'm just... Because I'm, like... Because, like, obviously, we could talk about, like, your time on the show or whatever, but I find it so much more interesting, like, your life outside of it and, like, yeah. your life now. Like, in terms of, like... And also, I think it's interesting because you're from New York and, like, you live in New York now and it's, like, probably just so different. Like, your experience, like, what is it like being out and about in New York City now, one, after that show, and also, like, just, like, kind of, like, living in a city that is so different than the one you grew up in, but is the same city?
2: Yeah, I, I, well, I love the show also because it's supposed to be about New Yorkers who go to the Hamptons on the weekend, and I grew up in Brooklyn and then on the weekends I had family in Shelter Island which is like way out and that's where I learned to play tennis and so the show kind of felt like oh this is a good a decent fit for me except I actually don't love partying that much right so like I feel like I would have done better if I was Like, you don't want to be blackout, because then, like, who knows what you'll say. But you want to be a little drunk to say loosey-goosey, where, like, I would remember everything everyone said. (laughs) (laughs) Where, like, they would, like, not remember shit in the morning. And I'd be like, this person is the devil. (laughs) Or, like, they'd just cut all the stuff that didn't make sense to the audience, where I would remember everything that was said. Oh, my God. So, being in the city now, um, it's funny, because certain neighborhoods are very, like, know me from reality TV. Certain neighborhoods, like, kind of more people know me from tiktok and comedy and i do have to say tiktok low-key saved my life i know that like you love tiktok as well where we can bond because instagram became like a lot of reality tv followers where there's like a lot of like hate because they put like people against each other it's like wwe and it would be people being like i'm team this person and that person and fuck you and it's very black and white where tiktok i started posting my comedy and initially it just sends you out to random people so it's not just like People who know me from Summer House.
0: Well, no, like to be honest, like when we were talking about casting this season, and I like brought your name up, we were like great. And then Katie like later on was like mentioned Summer House, and I was like, what Summer House? Like I just knew you as a stand up from so TikTok. That, that I genuinely makes me obsessed with you, and I genuinely didn't. And I booked you on this as a stand up, and like knew you, and then I saw you at the stand until very recently, and then I like went back because like I'm not the biggest Bravo reality yeah. person now. I was like when I was younger, like. I went back and was like, oh, okay, like this is a thing. But I had no idea. I thought you were just a a stand-up who like came up like everyone else.
2: That makes me happy because I have put a lot of effort into trying to like get that perception of me of getting out of reality TV. It's really hard to transition. I think three seasons, if I had done more, it would have been harder. But also some people know me because my first job was at, Betches, this media company yeah. where I was the seventh hire to do comedy videos for them. And that was like, I had no experience, but I knew how to edit. But I, I basically just came with a bunch of funny ideas. Like I was just a funny friend. I never thought that I could monetize it. Also, I grew up in New York. Everyone's fucking funny. Like my whole family is totally. hilarious. I didn't know that it was something that was just a personality trait. Same. So then I was like, wait, humor is the only thing that's been with me throughout my life. Yeah. Like when things are bad, having a sense of humor has always been fucking there for me so that's kind of what it's like I'm Mother Teresa I'm giving back in that way (laughs) (laughs) but I do think that in the city um having summer houses sometimes it's hard where like it's kind of like that toxic ex-boyfriend but imagine people all the time like talking about him to you and you're like okay I'm kind of like like moving on from that but then also I'm so thankful for it um but then the city is obviously just the most amazing place to meet other comics who really um have comics are like blunt and honest with you and they're like look like you have a following like people are gonna hate you for that Yeah, you're gonna like skip certain l- things that other people had to do and and then I'll argue and be like well did you want to like have You know hundreds of thousand people hate you for six months because of a super reality TV show Like I feel like that's that's equivalent to bombing in a basement for six
0: months <laughs> <laughs> not maybe worse. And also
2: early on I had to get my hour Um, very early on in my career because I had a following. Yeah. So I kind of didn't play by the rules of like, oh, do five minutes for five years. Like within six months, I was doing an hour, which some people would have said is like very risky and could be bad for your brand. But I'm like, I have that like uh, stupidness to me where I'm like, I just want to create and go out and try my
0: best. It's also if there's something that I've learned that I wish I'd learned earlier it's like doing it the way it's like supposed to, like does not serve you. Well, also look it's, at us.
2: We're not the traditional no. kind of comics that would go up the ladder and gatekeepers would be like, absolutely, absolutely. Like we're creating our own. And also now the traditional comics who would be like, oh, this is how to become a comedian are now on TikTok and posting their shit. A
0: hundred percent. And
2: I also think that I've gotten so much better as a comedian doing, just starting off with my hour and cutting the fat and making it better um, than just like sticking to five minutes and trying to make it perfect for five years.
0: No. Hundred and like, yeah. It's like you have. There's a luxury of being afforded more space to fail sooner. Yeah. And be like, oh, that didn't work. I get to move on. You know what yes. I mean? Because like, I remember like talking with. Do you know Marcia Belsky? Yes. Yeah. So like, Marsh and I were talking, and like, it. Marsh has been doing stand up longer than me because like, I was doing improv and sh- shit before the pandemic, but she was like, like, if when you come up the traditional way, like as a woman, as a gay man, especially as a woman, it's. She was like. She was like, I can't tell you. She was like, I cannot tell you how many times I have seen like a white man absolutely bomb and some other white dude at the back of the theater is like, no, but he's actually a genius. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing, like kind of apologizing for him.
2: Or be like, he's a comics comic. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or, or being like, no, he's not normally <laughs> like this. Like normally he's like a fucking genius. But it's like if a woman or a person of color or a queer person bombs, it's like they're not going to get asked back and they're not going to get asked for next shows because it's like they only like she was like, you have to kill when you're proving yourself when you're not these like very traditional ideas of what a comic is, like you have to show up and kill it every fucking time or you fall down the ladder. And
2: that's why like, I guess people would have been like, don't just start doing an hour. Like this is crazy. But, um, I mean, listen, I was calling it an hour. It was like 30 with a Q and (laughs) a, but But now we're at the hour. But I, I'm also more of like, I learn from doing. And I also like, I I
0: write, I write at least half of my act on stage. You have to, you have to, you have
2: like, Cause it's it doesn't correlate the same when it's I'll think of stuff like in the Uber going going there because I'll I also procrastinate I also yeah. have other shit I do during the day 100%. but stand up is not like becoming a lawyer where it's like A plus B equals C but I also think what was great about me having a following is I actually didn't give a fuck if I went on a lineup if someone thought I was funny because I was like I don't need your show I I have my own shows that I book for myself yep. but also I do have like a ton of respect where. I did not come in being like I have a following, like I'm fucking amazing. It was more like I took every note from every comic. I like really really learned from like a lot of great comedian friends who came up in a different way than me to make sure that like I I kind of am a sponge to different people in the industry whether it's improv, whether it's the TikTokers. And I I just love creating. And I also think cuz tennis <laughs> was like Very black and white to me of like, you're a winner or you're a loser. I was very attached to my ego with it where it's like, I'm an amazing tennis player. And if I lose, I hate myself or stand up. I, my ego is not very attached to it. So when I go, (laughs) it's like the only healthy thing I do when I go on stage, I'm not like, oh, if I do bad, like I, I hate myself. I'm kind of, I feel like I kind of fell into stand up because of a lot of different things. I never thought I wanted to be a stand up growing up. It just was a supernatural progression for me. So I don't feel like a lot of pressure. No one put me onto it. It was something that I really fell into and it brings me joy. And if like tomorrow I wake up and doesn't bring me joy, I'm doing something else.
0: Yeah. And that's like the best way to do anything.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was like known for my tweets for a long time before summer house. Like that's where I
0: first went viral. Yeah.
2: And like when TikTok came out, I was like, mm, I want to put my creative energies towards TikToks and I stopped tweeting. Who cares?
0: I feel similar. I've actually had a similar thing where, like, I don't really make TikToks anymore. Like, mm. I don't TikTok super often. And it was because it stopped feeling fun to me.
2: Yeah, because you don't want People can, like, smell it when you're people not having fun. People can smell it.
0: And it's, like, it's also just, like, people started to... Like, people started to... I started to, like, have interactions with people where I was, like... People started to... I would... God forbid I make a sentence.
2: No, I'm, like, invested in this sentence. I'm, like, like, this <laughs> is a journey. We're going on.
0: People, you're, like... <laughs> You scream when I finally say it. <laughs> no, but it's like, I started to have interactions with people where I was like, oh, you th- you're starting to think that you, like, actually know me. Like,
2: Oh, yeah, that's the... Um- it's called a uh, something relationship. Parasocial. Yes. Yeah. And I <laughs> was you. like- I don't I was, do words either. <laughs>
0: I mean, I wasn't going to come up with it unless you brought it up. But it's like, I was like, oh, I don't, because like, I don't want to be a vlogger. Like, I don't want to be someone where people, like, I want people to like watch my TV show or like watch my stand up. but I don't want people to like know about my boyfriend or know, like, I'm it's not scary. doing- Like, no, and no judgment to the people who do it. I just like couldn't put my life on the internet in that way. But like-
2: People started- after I did Summer House and I like, I'm with a comedian, my husband's a comic and he, we were, he, I somehow convinced him to come on the show for like, he came for like two days and they made it like a three episode saga because <laughs> he is great on camera. But he, it was cause like we missed each other cause he wasn't allowed to see me for weeks. Yeah. And-
0: How long have you been together?
2: We- <laughs> two years. Or we got engaged in six months. It was a quickie. It was, I just was like, yes, you're done. We're done. Great. And he's an older man. So he's exhausted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love an older man now, but he, he literally was like, I didn't tell my agent cause it would have been bad for me to go on. They would have right. said no. So, um, long story short, after it came out and like, it was a really tough experience for us. He was like, let's like, we don't have to put our relationship out there. And we stopped posting together. Cause like, why do you post your relationship? It's always like when you're like insecure about shit, when you want external validation, when you have to give a whole paragraph about your ups and downs because you fucking hate each other.
0: Yes, it's the same thing about like, it's the same thing with like, why are you posting a photo of your night out? It's like, it's like the least fun nights are the ones that people are taking photos of. Night.
2: I always, that's why like I really skew away from Instagram and I posted tweets for so long. Cause I'm like, what's the point of me posting a photo of myself, like to make people jealous, to try to like get yeah. compliments. Like it just never felt like the kind of energy I wanted. And
0: yeah, people who post about their relationships all the time. I'm like, baby, like I'm like, you guys hate each other. Yeah. I, I do like whole things
2: about like the longer the caption of the relationship, the shorter time you're going to be together. Someone had a
0: tweet once that truly killed me, where it was like, "Girl, you went to like Christian girl, you went to college, who's married, went to high school with, who's married now," and it's like her tweet. And it's like, it's like marriage is hard. Like she's been married for three weeks. Like, it's just like these people. to like,
2: like, go <laughs> the ups and downs. I'm like, who cheated? Just yeah. tell us who cheated. Like, give me the tea if you're going to do it, and. We stopped posting together because I actually like, really wanted to protect him because he did a favor. He put himself out there, like got judged in every sense of the word. And like, I mean, people were like calling him old, like he's 46. And Calm I was like, down. I was like, he has a beach house in West Hampton. Shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so w- we stopped posting and then like, Dumois got a blind item that I broke, we broke up and I'm like literally at a Verizon store like trying to fix my phone (laughs) from a ski weekend with him that I dropped my phone which sounds like so annoying but I'm like this is fucking crazy if you're not posting all the time people think there's like problems in your relationship and it's like actually like we were like healing the like trauma we went through.
0: And it's also like, oh my God, imagine being the person who was like, they haven't posted a while I'm gonna do moi this. Like, this is, this
2: is fucking insane. And then for my wedding, also, I like the first post I did was just me because I'm decentering men from my life always. And people are like, she, how could she not post him? And I'm like, actually, he was asleep and I just wanted to run his photos by him first. And this is my getting ready photo.
0: Yeah. But, also, but, get over but it. Let's stop
2: normalizing. Like, when you're in a relationship, you are you become just like a promotion of your relationship. I also learned as a, um, I'm to so do reality TV and if you have like a following You start to get high Off of how the idea Of how people view your relationship yeah. oh, Like when I was no, filming no, I was no. in a romantic thing where like there's lights, there's cameras There's producers being like you guys are so cute together People becoming obsessed with you guys Like I hate when people comment So you were
0: single when you started the show Yeah Got that's it. why it was
2: ideal I was like single, 26, let's go But I um, when people comment on celebrity breakups Being like I don't believe in love anymore I'm like you don't know anything about how their relationship no. was. And it was probably majority of like their manager hooked them up together cause it was good for PR. So let's stop saying we don't believe in love <laughs> because like Channing Tatum, like got a divorce, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. It's really, it's really wild to see people like, like the way that people invest their entire identities into people they've never fucking met. But I also
2: think it's so toxic to be posting like how great your relationship is. And that's why then one day they're like, we're not together. And everyone's like, we don't believe in love. And it's like, yeah, because that wasn't their relationship they were showing. Yeah, no. At it- all. So like it, it's it it's really like full
0: toxic. Lose, lose. It's full lose lose to post your relationship online.
2: Oh my God. So that's why even like TikToks, I'm like, babe, let's do TikToks together. And he's like, honestly, no. And I'm like, mm. like part of me is like, that'd be such good content. But he's like, it just opens the door for things. We don't need and like your TikToks are fine without me. And I'm like, honestly, oh, I guess it's so much better. I'm not with a guy who's like using me for content. I
0: know. I, know that. I see couples make Instagram content in or not Instagram TikTok content. And if you are listening to this and you've done that, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. it's like. I am just like, I do feel like it's like, you, it's like, I feel like I'm watching someone cross a line that can't be uncrossed. And you I'm know,
2: like, Stop. I could see it being fun for like the beginning where you do an accidental funny video with them. That's different. And then but the second, then they become a thing. And then what do you think? You wake up and it's like, babe, babe, can you do this? Babe, so like, we need to get this, babe, do it again. Like the fights that must that happen.
0: That like cursed shot that is like so fake that you always see. And it's like always like, I'm approaching the guy from the back while he's sitting on a white couch on a phone and it's like, babe. And then like he turns like every TikTok that starts that way. I'm like, this is so cursed.
2: I actually do want it. I want someone to do a reality show of these TikTok couples of what's actually behind the scenes of it or one of these like famous, um, mommy bloggers of what it's actually like, where like, oh, you made your baby. Like how many times did you make your baby do that to get the
0: shot? I would watch a (laughs) mommy blogger reality show.
2: Like the second it's over, she's like, you're so fucking lazy. All I need is you for two minutes. Like, I I just think they're monsters in real life. Cause also like think of fitness bloggers. Like they finish doing their like fitness thing and they go jewel. Like it's all fake.
0: Yeah. (laughs) When I look at, like, fitness people and I see how, like, I'm like, do people understand how dehydrated you have to be for your abs to pop that fat? Oh, like, my God. These people can't drink water. They're the <laughs> before
2: of, like, when girls show, like, when they were really skinny, being like, this is my darkest time. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, and then we're following all these but girls. But we never
0: fucking learn. Like We I don't learn.
2: Still, we don't learn.
0: Every person, every, like, so many hot people will come out, like, 15 pounds heavier, looking gorgeous, being like, hey, I, like, actually almost died and was miserable. That's how I look like this Like <laughs> I was and then fully two, close to death and then i will scroll two pages up and see a different guy with abs and be like he has a better life than me and it's like no he we doesn't learn we cannot learn well it's
2: even like the media when I remember when they were like how could they do this to britney and the next article is like kim kardashian looks fat on a beach and i'm like we don't learn <laughs> we, we don't don't fucking we learn.
0: truly don't learn it's so crazy how integrated all the i think i also
2: is. just like lost trust in like the media people everything so then once you have like no expectations for the things around you it's sad for a while but then you start to like see where the good energy is like I just was very um what naive I was very naive in the industry I was like it's gonna be just so fun and I have good intentions and it's like no once there's money involved like anyone will fuck you more money more problems Biggie was right
0: (laughs) Wow So what is like, what do you do for, where are you like going for when you're not working, when you don't have spots? Like, what is like exciting to you for like a night out? Is it a night in? Like, what are you doing for joy? Oh,
2: good good question. Good question. Um, I really love doing nothing. I actually have like a fetish for it, like a kink. Cause I think my whole life I had to like practice and do stuff. So I have this obsession with like, oh, I have nothing for four hours. I do yeah. love, I'm an eater. I'm half Italian. I love to just like order like f- tons of thai tons of um indian lots of sushi
0: she's a delivery queen
2: delivery queen wait
0: can you can you name your spots just cuz i think the new york listeners will appreciate
2: i honestly i go for more like like authentic Mexican, like not like the fancy one. Go for the one that's, I mean, it's not like real authentic. It's like fully Americanized, like enchiladas, with just like tons of cheese, like sure. cheap. I want the like local Thai spots. I want the local Indian yeah. spots. That's like my thing. I want diarrhea afterwards or <laughs> it didn't hit hard enough. I love the food coma. Yeah. I think it is definitely an emotional eating of like, I'm, I feel like, complete and heavy in the couch and I have my cat that's the problem when you have a cat and they start purring and falling asleep on you you're not going anywhere Uh,
0: the OG weighted blanket is a purring cat
2: yes but I do have to say I did have a very epic bachelorette party and I did not expect it because I'm not a big partier and it was the most incredible weekend of my life walk me through it Okay, I'm gonna tell all the girlies, all the the gigglys, the gay what <laughs> to do if you're in Miami. So we Wait, stay- I actually
0: want this because my boyfriend really wants to go to Miami and I find it very overwhelming to even like approach.
2: Yeah, like I had so much anxiety going to my bachelorette party because I'm like, I'm forcing my friends to go somewhere to party with me. What if I like get too drunk the first night and like fuck up? What if I can't hang? Like there were so many yeah. so much anxiety. We stayed at the Good Time Hotel, which I loved because it's like the rooms are a little small, but it's like good aesthetic and amazing pool vibe. When you're planning a bachelorette or just a weekend, don't plan too many too much shit during the day. Let the day take you where you want to take. Some days you'll have energy, some days you won't. See what you want to do, lay at the pool, go shopping, whatever. And then always have like a good dinner spot and an out, going out plan. Yeah. So I think that gave everyone chill vibes. Like we're not doing a boat at 10 a.m. We're not. Okay. No.
0: So no. first night we go to
2: Swan, which... We love the energy. It's very like outdoorsy kind of like fern gully vibe. <laughs>
0: okay. I love. And Adult I, you, Rainforest you Cafe. Just,
2: yes. Like you felt like you were not in New York City anymore. And that's what I wanted to feel. And it was good. Espresso martinis flowing. Then we go to Eleven, which is like a strip club that is not too, like too strippy. Like it's very party vibe and strippers just happen to be there. Great. We got like a great table. I was getting drunk where like a girl just was putting vodka in my mouth and like I'm um, easily succumbed to peer pressure. because <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, I had an old school like puke with my knees on the tile in the bathroom moment <laughs> and then like immediately popped right back out. Then Ja Rule was in the place and we're like, yay. And I then he jumps eyes. on stage, takes his shirt off and like loves performing. We're rapping to his face, like making eye contact. It was the most incredible night of my life. I'm so jealous. And we wore feathers, like a feather outfits the whole time. I like picking a theme that's like, let people do what they want with it. I hate people feeling uncomfortable with a the theme yep. moment. So I just had feathers and let everyone do what they want. Feathers is a
0: fun theme.
2: Especially because it's kind of trendy now. Yeah. So the next day, everyone slept in, rolled into the pool, let people know I'm at the pool if you want. No pressure. Got some quesadillas, relaxed the pool, peed in the pool, did my thing, got some <laughs> photos. Then the next night, we the next day we did... At like 5 o'clock Go on a boat Great Took us to Kiki on the river Great Which was like (laughs) Where you We ordered like Seafood towers Um Which They say is It's like the um bottle service type moment (laughs) of, like, a seafood place. And then...
0: That's actually so true. Seafood Tower is the bottle service of a seafood restaurant.
2: They say, my friend Andrew Collin joked that fajitas are, like, fully (laughs) what it's like to have a bottle moment at a
0: Mexican restaurant. Like,
2: like, did you not get enough attention as a child? Also, why do they have to be so aggressive and loud?
0: (laughs) What was happening specifically, specifically in the Applebee's kitchen. Cause the <laughs> Applebee's fajita comes out. I'm like, like
2: why do you have to feel unsafe when you're eating it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> why am I hearing one across the restaurant? Yeah,
2: why is there a sign- siren every time <laughs> someone gets a fajita? <laughs> but, um, so we got seafood tires. We also got, um, what's it called? the smoky things. Hookah? Hookah, which like I don't even know how to smoke, but there's something fun about
0: it. Also hookah is like so bad for you.
2: It's, uh, uh, I know, apparently it's bad, but it's like fun flavors. And then I don't even know how to like inhale it. And then some girls look so sexy when they're inhaling it. And I just look like I'm giving the worst blowjob in history. <laughs> I'm, like biting on it. <laughs> and and yeah, like I'm, I'm just like choking on it, whatever. But it was like fun vibes. And then we start dancing on the table. It's like, I think like Middle Eastern. Okay. You start dancing on the table and that was amazing then the final night we got sushi i forget where but it doesn't matter and then walking out there was a car like a van like full kidnappy type van but it had music inside so we wanted to get kidnapped we paid them like two (laughs) hundred dollars go in and it was like just like playing music you felt like you were in a limo but it wasn't a limo and then got home and just hung out in the good time hotel like in pajamas and just like played stupid like games like some girl was like oh my god in bible camp we used to play this game and we're like let's play it (laughs) (laughs) and just had like the best rest of the night but those are the places we we went to and it just was a good communal vibe because bachelorettes could be super culty i have like a whole bit about it yeah where like you just you have too much power where like you can start like People lose tons of money. And it's
0: really, really. Cr- I mean, weddings in general. I like the amount of money that people spend on them. Is like people are forced to spend to go to them. Like, and then it's
2: not even like for you the wedding. It becomes being about like for other people. Like no one's happy at the end of it. No, a hundred percent. I not. have a theory that weddings are chooky but like
0: <laughs> I'm not going to push it
2: too hard because it's also because Gen Z's like haven't gotten married yet. So it's
0: it's it is like inherently chutki. Yeah. Oh, I've never thought about what the Gen Z wedding will look like.
2: I'm excited to see how they're going to change the traditions because the traditions are literally like, we're giving the daughter away and you get her dowry. And I'm like, I make more money than you. (laughs) Like, what are we
0: doing? It's what are we doing? Yeah. It's really like, it is also one of those things where it's like, I always describe, like, I feel like everyone's been, have you ever been to a wedding where I'm like, the theme of this wedding is wedding? (laughs) you know what
2: I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like the whole Pinterest thing was fun, but TikTok took it to a new level. And at first I was like, I'm chill, but now like there's so many cool aesthetics. And I did this very like, first I said, I don't want an aesthetic. Your wedding
0: looked sick. I will tell you Oh my
2: God. Thank you. I really went for, this is my aesthetic. I did like garden party, Brooklyn on the beach, Tulum, disco, human sacrifice, seance vibes. (laughs) And they fucking nailed it. I had like help, just like I needed help. A hundred percent. A wedding planner, which was great. And, but I do think that, I'm excited to see how the Gen Z's do it. And even, like, you think of, like, gay marriages, it's all based off of the original religious wedding. Exactly. So it's, like, basically just, like, a watered-down religious wedding. And I think we need, instead of watering it down, we need, like, new traditions. A
0: hundred percent. I, am like, the only wedding traditions I've ever really been, like, I like these, keep these, are the Jewish ones, to be honest. I think a yeah. lot of the Jewish ones are really nice because they're not, like, focused on, like... Like sucking Christ's dick And then giving away
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well you know when people Do like They do the Corinthians quote And then
0: Wait can I just say I literally lost Sorry not to interrupt you But I just like am Like still processing this My younger brother Went to My I have a brother Who's much younger than me And he graduated the 8th grade Like 3 weeks ago And he Mm -hmm. went to Catholic school And so I went back to Vermont For the graduation And one of these little boys Gets up on stage And goes A letter from Paul To the Corinthians And I'm like At a graduation (laughs) And then this 14-year-old boy had to be like, love is patient, love is kind. And I'm like losing my mind. I was like, why is this a wedding? Like, I don't need to hear Paul of the Corinthians right now.
2: It's insane. (laughs) Then they just like talk like wedding quotes in general. You know when they're just saying words and no one's listening? They're just like, love this commitment. And you're just like.
0: It's also like these people go up on these these people in their wedding (laughs) speeches are like, I will be there for you through everything. And I'm like what are you expecting to happen? You live in SF and like one of you works in tech and the, other, like, and the other person works in marketing. Like, I don't understand. You're like, no matter what happens, I will be there to defend you. And it's like from literally who, I don't get it. These people's speeches, like, and then like also like, Also, wait, this other thing I've noticed recently. This other thing I've noticed recently is- If your boss doesn't give you time, too many many vacation days off. Have you also noticed this trend? Sometimes the dads, like the father of the bride, will if they ever give a speech. Yeah. It's like sometimes the theme of it is like, like sometimes you'll be at a wedding and the father of the groom will be like, or no, the father of the bride will be like, Tim, Hannah didn't know who the fuck she was before she met you. And it's like,
2: Oh my God, some of them
0: like, are so <laughs> sexist. Like my they- daughter was a knockout mess living in a gutter before she met you. I and went I'm like, to Can you wedding? literally not? I got so
2: mad because like the girl is like fucking awesome. And they just talked about the guy being like, he's so successful, he's so awesome. And the girl, they're always like, She's so pretty. <sighs> when I met her, I thought she was so beautiful, she's so kind. And I'm like, that bitch has a career too. Yeah, shut up. They just they try to put it in like the Disney prince and princess mentality, which is like so fucked up in general mine was like a lot of speeches where like des went first my husband and he like murdered like the laughs for a minute were insane he even <laughs> joked because i was we're supposed to go after him and i kept looking at my phone he's like she's not listening because she's preparing for her speech and i'm like touche <laughs> and then i went on and like i purposely like you have to slow the momentum you know yeah, yeah. i like people are like is she bombing is she bombing and then i got into pause break so i won
0: Oh, that's a winner! So I
2: won the wedding, and that was all I wanted. Also, sometimes I feel like when the dads talk, like it's like she's daddy's little girl, and even the whole dad dance thing. Like me and my dad are like best friends and just shit on each other, and we literally like he quit halfway through the father daughter dance. Like he just stopped dancing, and I'm like, you have to keep dancing. He's like, oh, like it just like that's it's so fucking weird. Like the whole like daddy's giving me away. I actually forgot to kiss my parents when they walked me down the aisle because I was like, where do I put the flowers? Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's like. All of that shit is so bizarre.
2: I just think it's like so... I even said, I was like, is the wedding march? Like if I did that song going back, like is that anti-feminist? Like I don't want it to be anti-feminist anthem. But you have to just make it for yourself. And a lot of the times if the parent's paying for the weddings, it's just like about them, which is so funny because all the friends are like, this sucks.
0: I know. I've been to like weddings that were like, <laughs> like, I went to one wedding that was like all of a sudden took this like incredibly patriotic turn. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone from New York was like, <sighs> Like, no one knew what to do. And it was, like, you just had to be, like, yeah, the the parents are paying for it. So the parents like, You're, like, let's take shots
2: for America today. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. Just, like, okay. Like, I have to, like, I'm always so stressed. Because, like, I just would talk shit about all the weddings I've been to all the time. But they are, like, also my friends who I, have like, deeply loved. I know. And I loved all your weddings. But there's also, like, funny, the, the thing about them is, is, like, no matter, even the even the best weddings I've been to. No, actually, I can think of a couple weddings where there was like nothing to shit on. But it's like there's just always something that everyone took so seriously that like when you zoom out of it, you're like, this is dumb. Yeah, do you know we what I also mean? come
2: from a different lifestyle where like all we do every day is trying to get attention mainly on ourselves. And I realize like I hate happy birthday attention. You know, when people start singing, you don't know what to do it with your hands. I like to be like, do we like her? And then I have to earn it by saying yep. something witty. Like that's what I get off on. The whole like forcing everyone to like look at you and give you attention, I hate, I actually hated it so much. And whenever someone was like giving a speech about me, I was like, are people enjoying this? Like, are they having fun? Like, I didn't give a
0: fuck. Right. Well, cause it also doesn't feel, it's like, it's like, these are all, like all of it is like, it's just ritualistic. Yes.
2: But I do have to say for people listening being like, oh my God, should I not get married or whatever? I was sitting, I called it the green room, but it was a bridal suite. (laughs) I was in the green room and I was like, okay, I can walk down the aisle and like do this. Like I perform in front of like hundreds of people. It's fine. And when I got there, I actually got adrenaline. I got really nervous because there is like, you feel the gravity of the situation. And it actually, since getting married, I felt like a security in our relationship. That's been really nice. And the actual ritual is beautiful. Yeah. But there are a lot of details that are, like, need to evolve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, yeah, I'm not, like, totally anti-marriage. And
2: the after party, because I know this is Going Out podcast, the after party was fucking lit. Because you don't have to, we're all, like, we went to this place, John Scott's, across the street in West Hampton, which is, like, the most fun, just, like, local beach bar. And... Everyone went and then like there's no like, oh, you have to do this at this time and this speech is happening We just, just got fucking it. hammered and also wedding dresses are super uncomfortable So I got to switch into like my second comfy outfit
0: Everyone needs to do this like, put on my so kitten fun. heels
2: and then my friend like lifted me up to bring me to like Go on the bar and i'm like not on the bar girly yeah. But then once you're on the bar like you become that person like i'm not gonna half-ass once i'm on the bar So then I was on the bar dancing like a jaw rule song came on wow. so then me and my girls were like <laughs> And we're fucking going hard. And that was the best part. I was like pouring drinks.
0: Ja Rule officiated your
2: wedding. Ja Rule. <laughs> I was bamboozled and Ja Rule rocked the wedding. Um, it was so fun. My my husband actually like had to take me off the bar because he wanted <laughs> to have sex that night. And he knew like I, at 2 a.m. But like I didn't want to leave the bar. Yeah.
0: You were like, no, this is. Uh, this is. It
2: was the best time. So like have an after party for sure.
0: I love that. OK, wait, pivoting slightly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm curious because you grew up in New York and you still live here. Mm-hmm. Do you have like restaurants from childhood that are still like restaurants that you love? like back, like? back, Oh my
2: god, good question. I grew up in Park Slope and the cool thing about it is the block. I love that you asked me about food. It's my favorite thing to talk about. The yeah, block I want to talk restaurants Yeah, now. the block I grew up on had like a Korean restaurant on the corner, Mexican restaurant on the corner across the street, a Szechuan Delight Chinese place. They also had um, Thai on that block as well. Great Italian, like I just grew Wait, up at a.
0: Of- did you live at like Fourth Ave?
2: I lived on Seventh Ave and Garfield Place. Okay, but my mom did teach. Um, she was a principal of a school on Fifth Avenue. Okay, Um, so you, like, don't have to go anywhere. Everything no. is in a 10-block radius, your schools, your restaurants. And also at a very young age, I had, like, a palate for, like, every single cuisine. I I'm know. like, I'm in the mood for Thai tonight. And it's like, but you're two years old. <laughs> 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 but I'm, like, very specific about, like, what a Pad Thai tastes like. And, like, I'm very... Um... Oh, yeah, and I have, like, a great...
0: Oh, were you so fucking annoying in Wisconsin? <laughs> oh,
2: I did not eat that ketchup pasta in Wisconsin. Absolutely not. I just... I just but no, but Wisconsin also is the best with dairy. So like the cheese curds. The cheese curds. The, if you order a Bloody Mary at Wisconsin, there is a chicken in it. Like a full <laughs> chicken. Like everyone Google Wisconsin Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. There's like a cheeseburger. There's cheese curds. There's like everything in it. It's a full meal. Also, I've never finished a Bloody Mary in my life. I have two <laughs> sips and then I'm like, that was great. Um, <laughs> but and I actually, my first job was at 16 was hosting at a Korean barbecue place that the chef was like really, really prestigious. And I was 16 years old hosting, there wasn't any technology, and they got a New York Times write up like that oh, week. Fuck. And Manhattanites are coming in, being like, Where the fu- oh, how long is the wait? And I'm like, Two and a half hours, and they're like getting mad and all this stuff. But it was like, it was a very fun experience.
0: People, when you, I don't think people understand like how in the trenches being a host of a restaurant is like, I had to do a I full had- system
2: with, re- and I, this is what I learned also. The, the hostess who actually aren't that great are the ones that will just be like an hour. Cause that's easy. You Like under promise over deliver. We're like, my goal, even though I was getting paid nothing, was to seat as many people that night. So I would literally be like, hey, I have a two-top in 20 minutes. I can squeeze the three of you in or you can wait another like yeah. this amount of time. And I had a really good system where I knew like really exactly how long people would be. Um, you so sound
0: I, like you were the dream host. I, I literally- people still lose their minds.
2: Oh, no, you're going to lose your mind because God forbid this is what happens. A table will be done and then they're chatting. They're chatting, chatting, chatting. They're not leaving. And you didn't factor that into your time. And then they're mad at you because you, but those people have been sitting with the check for a long time. You'll give them some eyes um, every now and then. Like someone would freak out, but then every now and then someone would like give me a tip being like, Hey, I could tell you're like, oh, I would like fully like start bussing tables. Cause it'd be so you busy. Oh, we were moving and grooving. So now I judge hosts when hosts would be like, Oh, it's like an hour. I'm like, is it, what is it really? Or are
0: you not playing your game? Yeah. yeah. Cause they're
2: afraid that they're getting in trouble. But I'm like, tell me what it really is. Cause like, we're going to walk. You think it could be 30. It's okay if the people say that's not your fault. I'm like (laughs) so into that. I do have... Park Slope has changed so much since growing up there. But I do have to say um, for everyone who likes to go out east in the Hamptons and party, um, in terms of restaurants, uh, Shelter Island is where I grew up a lot. And Vine Street Cafe is the most incredible dinner. Get the calamari salad. Sunset Beach is where like everyone goes to party. um, And Salt. Is a great place where actually, with Luann from The Housewives Name Dropping, she has a place in Sag Harbor and she like boated and you could park like in front of with your boat, whatever they call it.
0: Marina?
2: Um, yeah, in front of the restaurant and you salt. just go up and they have this um, shipwreck bar, which is an old boat that they turned Fuck into yeah. a bar. So that's lit. It just takes a lot. It t- you have to get a ferry to get to Shelter Island. And then at Summer House, the main places we partied were Southampton um, in a place called Southampton Social. We were just there Can you ever night. go
0: back there, like, emotionally, or is that, like...
2: So, I'm actually got really good friends with the manager. Oh, sick. I say like, he went to my wedding, so I'll, like, I'll go. Let's...
0: Okay, wait, but let's, like, make this very clear. Yeah. If you, like, I cannot think of a better testament to your character <laughs> and, like, who you are as a person if... Of if you of the people filming that show there at that restaurant, you're mm-hmm. the one that's friends with the manager. Like I, do you know what I mean? That like,
2: my closest friends were like people in production and like the. I mean, th- you did. I had too much trust in a lot of production, but like I love shooting the shit. Cause I also am like a, a producer mindset. Like I was fascinated with the creation of the show, but yeah, the manager, he like you, I never forget that they would like hook us up and like, we would have so much fun with him and he would make sure that we were like treated well. And then we continued being friends off season. And, but I do occasionally walk into places that I've filmed and sometimes I'm like, oh, I miss filming. Like I had a fun night that night. And sometimes I walk in and be like, oh God, this was a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible time. Yeah. But you literally are in a restaurant, everyone's getting drunk and you guys are like getting into a fight in the restaurant and it's And wild. you're also like lit, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the funny party story is when I was single, like they love when I was single and I'm, cause I'm funny when I'm flirting and they'd be like, go flirt with people. So you just walk into the bar and you make eyes with a cute guy and then you'd start walking towards them. And imagine a girl walking towards you with a camera guy behind her and a guy holding a light. That's so these dudes would just run. They would just be like, absolutely <laughs> not. Or they talk to me and then they'd have to sign a release and they're like, yo, I'm in finance. Like, I don't want to be seen on this shit. So you would like try hard to like get conversations. But you also feel like you're using people for your own attention. It's very toxic. And I didn't really like that at all.
0: Yeah, that sounds crazy. Or
2: the dudes crazy. that did want to talk to you were like the worst. It's
0: self-selecting into like the real, the demon. That's why a lot demons. of reality
2: TV stars are single or they like settle for people they're on the show with.
0: That makes so much sense
2: because you feel comfortable with them, and then you also have that fake mentality of like people love us. Woo!
0: Dark. <laughs> that's really intense. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you're out of it. <laughs> Honestly, for like, it...
2: well, the universe was like, you're done. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. The universe really like showed me <laughs> that I need to start a different path. But I also love changing my paths. Like, I love change. I love a breakup. I love getting fired. It's like my thing. Your
0: child of divorce. No. Whoa! My okay. parents
2: got engaged in five months and are like obsessed with each other. Very healthy relationship.
0: I can't imagine what that's like. <laughs> that's the craziest I, thing I've heard of my life. It, it, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, like they are like flirt with each other. But I had very high expectations for my own relationships because I saw that.
0: <laughs> I just pictured if my if I saw my parents flirting with each other and it, <laughs> I just pictured the back of my head exploding like just like. <laughs> like <laughs>
2: Like that bird in Shrek. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truly, yes. Yeah, just like two little legs left. Like I could not <laughs> imagine my parents. The idea of them flirting is so upsetting. But also, to me. my
2: parents were very. They're, their relationship is so simple. They're not big drinkers. They're very like get home from work, turn on the next game, get Chinese takeout, and that's it. So I think that's kind of how I envision my life. Like I actually think the person you're with should be like the person you could just talk on the couch with for forever. I'm not flashy with my relationships. I'm not I mean, I want like a tall handsome man, but like I'm not we're not trying to go on these crazy vacations or like be big partiers. I think a lot of relationships they how did bond you guys meet? He, I actually saw him at the cellar like s- six years ago before I was doing comedy and thought he was cute, but he lived in Ireland. And then during the pandemic, he moved back and had added me because he saw me through that I was a comic. Never asked me on a pod rude. Um, <laughs> I, that's why I thought he was adding me. And then eventually was like, Oh, I see you're out east, you want to get coffee. And that was it. Wow, it was very straightforward.
0: Coffee date,
2: yeah, because he doesn't drink.
0: Okay. Blast.
2: He's sober. I do think some people it's like, do you like them or do they enable your drinking?
0: Yeah. Oof.
2: And that was like heavy. What I just said, but yeah. like, it's something that's important. And I find so <laughs> we're going to party cup podcast and I'm like sobriety. I mean, people are, um, no, but it's not, I, experimenting I, with sobriety a lot
0: now. Oh, I think it's a big conversation and we've talked about it a lot on this show. And it's like, I just think that like, so like I like to talk about it in the sense that I don't think they're intrinsically linked. Like, and I do drink and I do go out a lot, but like, I don't think that that is like inherent to like what I love about like going to a restaurant. hanging out yes. with a bunch of people.
2: I also don't for me, cause I don't, I don't have like, um, an addiction to alcohol. I just, it's not like a part of my, it's not, I don't love it. So I'm not like, I don't say I'm sober ever. I just, I drink when I want to.
0: Which I think sounds really healthy. Okay. So this has been heaven.
2: Oh my God. So much fun. I've
0: enjoyed every second. And now I like to end it by planning a night out.
2: <gasps> oh my Us God. Together. I'm obsessed. Us together. Oh my God. This is so fun. Okay. I, we start with the good food. Yeah. we start. What is a um, kind of food that you like to eat?
0: So if I'm planning a night out and we're doing food, my number one goal is to sort of negotiate delicious versus heartburn.
2: True. Like how heavy do we want to go? It's
0: yeah. So it's like, like you said such one and I really perked up but I'm also like do I want to like bar fire on a okay I know, I know
2: what we're doing I know what we're doing time, so we're going to Chinatown there's this place called Peking Duck House yep and we're going to get a Peking Duck yes and y- it's like kind of heavy but you it's like you have fig sauce you have like their pancake yep. the duck and it's not going to be too heavy because we're sharing it yeah we're going to have a couple and then we're going to do some sake yep and then we go out somewhere Downtown. Where do we go?
0: I really like, and I haven't been there in a long time. I really like Apotech on Pell Street. Do you know? Do you know that? It's a speakeasy on Pell.
2: I love a speakeasy. And it's in Chinatown.
0: So let's go there.
2: I love that so much.
0: And then we're down there, and then like if it gets later and we randomly feel like it, we could like go dancing. I love
2: a really shitty place to go dancing called Niagara. Have you been? (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. Truly disgusting. One time. But they play. like 70s music
0: one time my dad got my one time my dad came and visited and like tried to keep up with me and my friends partying <laughs> and I have like this photo of us in the Niagara photo, photo booth like me and my dad that is like so cursed like- was
2: I just there like for 70s night or do they always play old school music
0: um, I don't know. Cause I have not gone back in a long time. Yeah.
2: They, they have like a disco ball and they were playing like the Bee Gees and I was like, this is fucking sick. And like, it was gross and so much fun.
0: Yeah. I also recently went to this place called Joyface. Have you been there? No. They have like a disco ball and it's really dancey and I had a fucking blast. We could also go there.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm open to that. I'm also not, when I'm going out, I'm not the mom. I'm not the planner. I'm like, if the energy is good, I'm just like down to clown, or I'm that person that's like, how do we get out? Like, how is this easy to get out?
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to do anything that commit that feels like we're. But like get to get
2: me out, start with eating. Perfect. And let the night go where we want.
0: Okay, perfect. We'll see you in Chinatown, and we'll pop our pussies. Yes. I love <laughs>
2: shaking my ass. Perfect. At the end of the night,
0: I can't wait. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank
2: you so much for having me, Jake.
0: This was heaven. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seesaw. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to VinePair co founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible.